From Miami Law, I'm Annette Uges, and this is The Explainer. And it's been a big week for antitrust. I think we've got some big weeks to come. So this is a space that, that absolutely bears watching. Welcome back to the Miami Law Explainer, the legal affairs podcast where Miami law experts lend context and historical relevance to today's headlines. After a 16-month investigation, lawmakers condemned big tech's monopoly and recommended restructuring in a 449-page Democratic-led report. Miami law antitrust master John Newman walks among the giants. Let's go to executive producer Catherine Skip with the interview. Good morning, John. Welcome back to The Explainer. Morning. Thanks for having me. Wow, tough times in Techland. Seems like they're taking fire on all fronts. Uh, can we start with why lawmakers are going after the once lauded and scrappy big four now? They're comparing them to oil barons and railroad tycoons of an earlier era. 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 <laughs> well, I think that, you know, we, we need look no further than outside our front doors to realize that technology is, is more important now and more central to our lives than it's really ever been. And uh, while that's not necessarily, um, you know, the fault of tech companies, certainly not the fault of tech companies, they are in a position where they are really, really important. And anytime that happens, I think you naturally um, draw at least some scrutiny from from Congress, from regulators. And this this particular set of uh, instances that are that are outlined in this recent report from the House subcommittee are really kind of a long running set of circumstances, set of set of behaviors that, you know, I think does in some ways look like traditional antitrust violations, even though the markets are different. They aren't like the old oil markets, like the oil barons uh, dominated 100 years ago. But some of the conduct actually looks surprisingly similar. How is the big four case or or these reports different or the same to kind of the landmark, the big Microsoft case from the 1990s? Well, some of the some of the instances of conduct in the report sound a little bit like Microsoft. Some of them sound a lot like Microsoft. Some sound different, though. So some of the things that sound a lot like Microsoft um, have to do, even in, in Google's case, and to some extent in Apple's case, actually have to do with operating systems. Just like the Microsoft case had to do with an operating system, Windows. Um, these ones have to do with smartphone operating systems. So it's just that the hardware has changed a little bit. Um, so, but But the core of the market, the core product is somewhat similar. And actually some of the behavior that's alleged in the report is is similar to what Microsoft was doing. So if you look at the Google Android section of the House report, what what is detailed is that Google has conditioned the ability to use Android, to, to install Android on your phone, on your agreeing, if you're a hardware manufacturer, to make Google search the default. And that's kind of like what Microsoft was doing with its Windows operating system. It said, if you want Windows, great, but you have to agree that Internet Explorer will be the default in a lot of different ways. So that's actually a, a pretty clean parallel to Microsoft. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, some of the, some of the conduct looks different, I think, and some of it doesn't fit as well with traditional antitrust theories. And that's really part of the reason the House felt the need to propose new legislation. They said the existing laws a really aren't being as enforced in the way we want and but and b at the same time we think we need some new laws as well 
Great. They, but so we're talking about this big 16 month investigation report and they aren't just recommending company restructuring. They're also pushing for like really huge sweeping changes to, to antitrust law that we haven't seen in, in half a century. Is that right? Yes, I think that's absolutely right. That this is more, it's about more than just big tech. It certainly is focused on these four firms, but I think almost as examples to some extent, rather than the end all be all of what the report is is concerned with. Some of these proposals, I think the structural separation of platforms and then doing business on the platform, that seems fairly specific to some of these big big firms, um, you know, your Amazons, your uh, Apples. But I think a lot of these proposals are are really aimed at a broader overhaul of antitrust. So, for instance, uh, the House of Representatives, this, this subcommittee looked at all of this behavior and they said, some of it doesn't isn't caught by current antitrust law. So we're going to propose some new things. One of the new things, for instance, is a new theory of liability that if you abuse your dominance, you can be liable under the antitrust laws. And that's a little broader. It's, it's a little less narrow than some of the existing laws. Of course, it could apply to big tech firms. They can be dominant, but it could apply to anyone, you know, th- th- who's dominant in their space. So in that way, it is, it, it really is a kind of an overhaul using big tech as, as examples, um, rather than just a, a purely tech focused suite of proposals. Um, is there another shoe about to drop in in the government's pending antitrust case against Google? Yes, at, at least if you believe rumors, uh, it's it's <laughs> it's heavily rumored that very soon, um, you know, immediately perhaps, DOJ, the U.S. DOJ antitrust division, is poised to file a lawsuit against Google. Uh, the rumor is that that lawsuit, which will be joined by some of the state attorneys general will focus on Google's search-related practices. So Google deals with advertisers and it deals with us uh, as users. This lawsuit is rumored to focus on the user side of things. And that's some of what the House report talked about. Um, So that's something to look out for. That would presumably be a monopolization case. And DOJ hasn't brought a big monopolization case really since Microsoft. They filed one or two very small ones. But this would be the, the biggest... DOJ monopoly case since Microsoft. Uh, at the same time, a different group of, of state attorneys general are, are reportedly focusing on some different instances of conduct by Google. So that'll be something to keep an eye out. They may be more worried about advertisers who can be harmed as well if a, if a big enough player starts throwing its weight around. So big developments there. We've got uh, other investigations ongoing of, of Facebook and Amazon, all these companies are facing, I think, I think facing a multi-front, uh, I don't know if it's a war yet, but it's, it's starting to look that way. Well, you want to know, it's, it's your old shop that's, uh, that working on a lot of this, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, you know, a long running investigation by staff. Uh, this would be trial attorneys, staff economists who've been sifting through, I would guess, uh, millions and millions of documents, just undertaking what's, Really a, a heroic task, I think, um, regardless of what the ultimate outcome is, just just the amount of work it takes to develop a case like this is is really pretty breathtaking. 
So this will, just like the House subcommittee report, which was 450 pages, we should mention, uh, mm-hmm. was represented a lot of work. Um, this, this DOJ case, if and when it gets filed, will, will be a big deal. Um, we'll see how it goes. We'll see what remedy they ask for. That'll be something to keep an eye on, but absolutely a, a big development. How will, um, you know, your, your grandma exchanging, uh, or looking up cookbook recipes or exchanging things, how will us little people, uh, feel any, will we feel any changes by anything that happens? Well, it depends on what happens. Of course. Uh, I, I think the core thing that the house seemed to be worried about that if I had to guess, DOJ is worried about is what's called Google self-preferencing. So that is instead of delivering search results in what people often call an organic manner, that is, we just run a kind of objective algorithm that doesn't take into account our own related properties in any special way. It just kind of does it objectively, if you want to use that word. Uh, Instead of doing that, Google has shifted at least in some instances, to favoriting or, or favoring its own services over those of rivals. So if that's the focus of this case, and if the House passes legislation along these lines, that would be something that could change. I think you would go mm-hmm. back to seeing more, quote, organic search results. Now, is that a, a massive, immediate material difference in people's lives? I'm not sure. I think it... it probably does benefit people immediately uh, if that's what they want is organic search results. And there's some evidence that suggests that is what they want. What we ought to keep an eye out, though, for what we what what could justify this action, uh, perhaps even more convincingly, is what might happen in the long run. If you have an an even uh, competitive playing field that's not tilted in favor of one dominant incumbent, what that would tend to do, I think, is is really spur innovation. It's a very pro-market, pro-competition move. Um, if you if you believe you're going to get a fair shake as an innovator, you're more willing to act. So it's hard to say. It's it's tough to put your finger on exactly what benefits we might get here. But if there is new innovation, that's where real benefits can be delivered. Um, again, in the medium to long run. Mm-hmm. And when you say medium to long, what period is that? Are we talking before the next administration? Are we talking in the next four years? And is it at all tweaked by by who's sitting in the in the driver's seat at sixteen hundred Pennsylvania? Well, absolutely. As to your second question of whether this is these efforts, we should say, are going to be affected by November's elections? I think the answer is absolutely. We need to look no further than Microsoft for an example of how a change of administration can change antitrust uh, litigation. So that case was brought under the Clinton administration and they were seeking a breakup. They were going to break Microsoft up. And then you saw a new administration, the Bush administration, come in Uh, get a somewhat unfavorable, somewhat favorable court ruling and then just decided to settle the case without any breakup and without what most people who've looked at it have said would be a really effective remedy. That said, even the the remedy that was imposed in Microsoft, I think most people agree, although not everybody, most people agree it did yield some benefits, that it did pave the way for uh, a lot of internet-based 
uh, innovation that in mm-hmm. some ways, maybe it paved the way for a Google to come along and, um, and offer its search engine free of steering by the incumbent Microsoft. And so it's hard to quantify that kind of thing. It probably took a couple years at least, but again, the payoffs from this kind of competition are so big that even though it's harder for us to say, oh, well, everybody's going to save 50 cents um, right away. You know, it's hard to say that, but the potential payoffs are so much bigger than when you're talking about those little price effects in the, in the short run. That to my mind, it is worth looking hard at these markets. If that's what we're worried about, and I think we should be worried about innovation, um, it can be worth acting even when you don't see immediate short-run price effects. Okay. Anything in closing? Man, I, I, it's been a big week for antitrust. I think we've got some big weeks to come. So this is a space that, that absolutely bears watching. Watch the space, right? Um, all right. Well, thank you again. It's always like a mini masterclass in antitrust talking to you. I appreciate your time. Thank you. My pleasure. All right. Take care now. Thanks for joining us at The Explainer. If you love our show, leave us a five-star review with your podcast provider and ask your friends to subscribe. You can always drop us a comment at explainer at miami.edu. Our show is engineered and edited by Christopher Aldati with theme music composed by Rady Kim from the Frost School of Music. I'm your host, Annette Uguez. Today's episode is brought to you by Miami Law's upcoming virtual webinar, Rights Not Charity, True and False Solutions to Hunger and Malnutrition in the United States. For more information, go to www.miami.edu forward slash law.